0: the Mission LHC podcast where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage.
1: My name is Heath Yearwood
0: and I'm Amanda Yearwood
1: and thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you
0: welcome back to the mission lhc podcast we're glad you joined us today and today we have a special guest one of pete's lifelong friends uh, I want, I'm kind of curious what the stories are going to be like today, because I'm sure there will be a lot of pre-Amanda stories <laughs> and a lot of post-Amanda <laughs> stories, so I'm not real sure what these guys are going to say.
1: It, well, we can't tell you too much, because it might be dangerous for me, and we might be in a fight on our marriage podcast, so that, that we're not going to do that, but... Uh Hey, we we are blessed to have Mike Simmons here with us. And uh hey, Mike, if you would just tell us a little bit. Uh, we know you, but our listeners may not. So uh, uh we would like you to tell a little bit about yourself. Well, as Heath and Amanda said, my name's Mike Simmons, and we've been lifelong
2: friends. And it's hard to believe we're in our 50s now, but I guess we've been <laughs> friends since... uh our, teen, our teenage years, and uh, I just recently retired uh, from teaching school at West Point and coaching coaching ball, and uh, it was a you know, great opportunity I had for 26 years, and I felt like it was time to retire and take care of my family. I, I got a little late start raising kids, and uh, I've got a senior, uh, gonna be a senior, and I've an eighth grader, Caden uh, Cately, and a, a wonderful wife. Tammy, who teaches school at West Point, teaches third grade, and, and uh, so I get to stay busy.
0: Y'all still got some interesting miles to travel on that painting. <laughs> uh, we're in that phase where kids are adults, and I, I'm not a fan of it. It's no fun.
1: Well, that's a big difference. That's in part of our story as we go to today. You'll see a little bit where our friendship, we've always been friends, but things kind of changed a little bit because of the differences in ages of our kids. But uh, right now, Mike, he, he hears the stories a lot from me now that we're on the back end of it. And I watched them go through the same things that we went through. And, uh, you know, there is hope still there. But now that mine are out of school and still searching, and finding they get to hear all that so you still got several years ahead of you mike well that you know that's encouraging <laughs> that really is uh
2: raising a uh, teenage daughter is is interesting as, as y'all know uh no but that's all good you know Cade, like i said he'll be a senior and we're we're so busy you know kids playing sports just like you guys were and you try to find time to make sure you're teaching your kids the right things and And you know we've the old suitcase story that we've talked about a lot. You know raising our kids, you know their lives is like a suitcase, and uh, that suitcase is slowly closing. And whatever we've put in that suitcase, when it's time for them to leave, is what they take with them. And we just hope we've put the right things in there. And
1: uh, you know I think that's one of the things Amanda and I we probably have talked in an episode of this already a little bit about it, but. I don't regret what we've done with the children, bringing them up and, and church and mission trips and Wednesdays and different things. Now, we played the travel ball like y'all did and we're gone all the time. But I, I, I do feel that we did give them a strong background. Uh, we were blessed, the good Lord. You know, they're both saved. And... You know, have served in different capacities, you know, on mission trips and different things. But, you know, you do worry because the world is as cruel out there. Once they get into it, you've seen that in middle school coming up with children. It starts to change a whole lot. And... Um, you know, I know you've been heavily involved over the years in different types of ministry. You and I have been involved in ministries together, whether it was uh, FCA or uh, you then even was with FCA, the corporation, for a little while. Mm-hmm. And um, we've helped with churches and, and youth groups and different things. We sponsored FCA uh, when we both were coaching, and and we'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Just what you know, as we, what made Mike Simmons, you know, one of the episodes I'm going to have coming up. Uh, again, he doesn't know it, but we're going to interview uh, Billy and Shereen Coleman. Oh, yeah And Mike and I, both of our lives a little bit uh, are tied in heavily with Coach Coleman, but we both played football, so we'll kind of hit it from that point. We played high school football. Just tell what a guy like Coach Coleman meant to you in in your life. Yeah, and I think he he meant a lot of
2: the same to you as he did to to me and and many other people. And and before I go start talking about him, it's good Everybody needs a Coach Coleman in their life. Everybody needs somebody that they can look up to uh, and look to, you know, and and I'm 50 years old and if I do something wrong, I still wouldn't wouldn't wonder what Coach Coleman would think about it. So, uh, you know, he, you mentioned FCA, you know, I was raised in church and and, uh, Sunday school and had a lot of good people in my life, but Having a coach like Coach Coleman, who, you know, it was, it, winning was important to Coach Coleman, you know, it was, but it wasn't the most important thing. You know, making sure that his players knew what he stood for and knew what he was about and, and he wasn't scared to talk to you about, you know, Jesus and his relationship with him. And, and I take, and I try, I probably, failed in my attempts as modeling myself as a coach after him but i tried to do you know some of the things that he did for us uh, for our players as well at west point
1: well i know I've, I've heard several of them that have come back and and you did mean a lot to me you meant a lot to the players and you know we've we've had a former players that you and i have had Conversations with that—that's talked about the impact that you've had, and, and you know, even one of them came to know the Lord through you know meetings with you and I, and and but mainly the Good Lord just using us to be able to talk to them a little bit. And we've had a lot of experience. We've had some good times, and we've had some bad times mm-hmm. that we've. We've seen tragedies, you know, while we were coaching. We've lost players, and, you know, you always look back and you wonder, uh, could you have done more? And, and it, was there anything else that you could have done? And, you know, I can still remember you and I, we talked to one player in particular, and it still haunts us a little bit. Not that anything we could have done differently, but we, we remember talking to the player, and we can take you to the place, you know. Yeah, yeah I remember that well. And, and that's what we tried to do, and I think
2: that's, you know, Coaches, young coaches, especially today, I hope they realize the impact that they can have on young people's lives. Um, you know, if we're going to, game ball games are important, like we said earlier, but the impact that you can make on the young men and women's lives, you know, things that they can tell you might forget that ball game that you lost or you know what happened on third down in this game or whatever but you'll always remember those relationships you had with the coaches and and uh, so you know
0: and you're probably like he too I think he really prefers being addressed as coach because there's something honorable something Mm -hmm. prideful about that and you know in the Father's Day episode we were talking a lot about um, how many kids at school really you guys have been a father figure for and and that's really a very humbling thought when you think about how many kids you're impacting not just your own personal kids but all those kids at school
2: yeah you know that made me think of what billy graham said you know years ago he said that a coach can have more impact on lives in a year than most people do their whole life and and that's very true and and, and, I, and I hope I did, and I, and I know as well Heath did as, as well. Hope that we did, and uh, it was a blessing, really, just, a, you know, I never looked at it as going to work,
0: you know, mm-hmm. and I
2: think that's a, a great thing. I never, I, I don't know, I may have, but I never said on a Sunday night, well, I got to go to work in the morning, or you know, I've got to go. You know, it was just I'm going to school or I'm going to practice, and
1: and that, and that makes it that makes it a good thing. It does, and I I, I miss coaching every day mm. still. Uh, I, it was the relationships. It's yeah. not necessarily the X's and O's and those kind of things, but it's more about um missing missing the relationships and being there with them a lot of times. And so that's one of the things that why this is so important. We want to encourage the young coaches. I feel that is something that I am being called into right now. Uh, Not involved in FCA. I mean, still help out and go to meetings. I still act like I'm a coach sometimes Mm -hmm. because it's supposed to be for that. But I like to um, have them a lot of times to encourage them because I look back at the X's and O's and all those kind of things. Really didn't matter as much, but it was more about making a difference for a kid. And that's what you and I have talked about. In the end, that's the big challenge I've got to our coaches this year. A kid when they leave your program, no matter what it is, they should be a better person when they leave your program. And the you know, you hope they're a better ball player because that you've done a good job with it, but more importantly, they should have better morals, values, and we hope, you know, since we're not in school, we can talk about this. We hope that they've seen a little Jesus in you. Mm-hmm. And so I know the players that came through years, you know, did get to see that. Um you know let, let's talk a little bit about how we both first met and yeah. there, there's some funny stories in there so we are going to give you a little bit of humor we didn't want to focus on that about the the, the value of a coach but uh mike and i met i can still remember the side of the field house one day it wasn't finished yet was no, it wasn't so is this, is this the same field house that's
0: there now
1: part of it uh, is it, it would be the, the, the second edition the, the second edition and where, where our daddies worked on yeah. it okay. you know that back in the day our dads worked on it and helped put the uh, top on it and do different things you know we're blessed to have a great community yeah, yeah. where people have helped but tell about our first meeting there mike well i remember and Heath, might can
2: tell it better than i can he's a year or so younger so his memory <laughs> may be better but
0: i don't know
2: we uh, you know we brought her heath went to jones chapel as most of you some of you are aware and and uh the Jones Chapel guys would come over, and, and most, of them have, most of them had never played football before. And Heath, you'd, you'd never played football <laughs> at that point before. And uh, <laughs> we were out there, Coach Coleman, for whatever reason, it didn't take him long to figure out that I wasn't going to be a quarterback, but he had me and Heath out there, and I can remember us throwing on a, in a... <coughs> in a <laughs> Well the field house was gonna be the addition, the weight room Let's addition. Let's just put it
1: this way, I don't think either one of us made a living. Yeah, throwing you're football. right,
2: you're right. So but we were out there throwing footballs and, and I remember my Heath always makes fun of my throwing motion. <laughs>
1: and
2: no, uh quit really, Dad, and you know that must be genetic because my son has that same <laughs> much. It may be. So that was my first meeting uh, with Heath. Was he and I out there throwing uh, footballs in a where the weight room is? Now did y'all
0: talk at all, or was this just? I, I think yeah. we were just sizing each other up. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, you know
1: how you, you're poking your chest no, out trying no. to look at the other because no. this guy's like two <laughs> like two bulls in a pasture. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think mean, that's what it was. Now I could throw uh, pretty well, but I had one problem. I was only five foot tall, so I couldn't see over a line. Both I seem to in the secondary. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I ended up mainly being a wide no, receiver secondary, and, a, and yeah. secondary. That's right. But that's kind of how we met. We played the same position, as we said. Uh, he played safety, and I played corner. And we end up, you know, playing in the same uh, secondary together and had the same position coaches and stuff so we were around each other a lot started running around a lot together we were also involved in several organizations uh ffa fca different things you know even on ffa Mm -hmm. We had a teacher.
0: I so
1: know it's hard for me to imagine you being an FFA guy. Did you know anything about agriculture? <laughs> Not really. That was uh, everybody was in there. So it, it was the was, the back during that time, Gosh, you either, uh, took home ec or uh, ag, and most all the boys were it in wasn't, anything, uh, wasn't anything wasn't <laughs> anything like a computer much. No. <laughs> that time, so. so we were we were in ag, and we would work. So I was an ag officer. Mike was too. In <laughs> the. Uh,
0: not only were y'all in the class, y'all were
1: officers. officers. Yeah, and so <laughs> then hey, I was stationed by the plow through <laughs> 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 these store past many friends of the FFA. A I was the sentinel, <laughs> um, so we can still remember that. But hey, a lot of great memories. Had a lot of fun in, in FFA. The, the teacher had a nickname that they called him Fish. And since we were all the uh, officers, officers what they call us? The Guppies. The Guppies. So that was <laughs> the derogatory nickname of the officers that yeah. was there. Um, well, so we even remember one time, one of my funniest memories of Mike playing football, we were playing uh-huh. Coleman. And Mike, were you, were you returning to punt? Or when you I got knocked you we were on punt. I think we were covering a punt. Yeah, and you went down and made the tackle. Yeah. And I was down there too, like the next person, but Mike makes the tackle. Uh, right on the sideline He goes flying into their bench And the corner of an old metal bench That was over there Goes inside his helmet Hits him on Somehow. the temple well, He's almost out cold And I'm looking at him I'm hollering for the bench To come over across the field the opposite side To run over to him So uh, that was back in the day Before the concussion protocol So that's what's wrong with you <laughs> uh, Yes, yeah, so I probably
2: had a concussion
1: but and I think you finished the game you know? oh, yeah. And nowadays yeah. you'd be up for six weeks yeah, but, but uh, yeah. but, uh I think that's the reason they look at what we're like nowadays. That but may be it. We had a lot of fun times uh, on that. Mike, you, you used to have a 280Z, and I thought it was the greatest car in the universe. Oh, I can oh still remember gosh. the old Burger King in town. Yeah. And, now, did it have the T-Tops, though? It
0: did have T-Tops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. You were something
1: there. So, we thought we were anyway as we were traveling around, but... You know, uh, that, and then then one of our craziest stories ever. Now, if I I'm t- a little nervous when he starts
0: <laughs> saying he's story. If, if I say this one, <laughs> really don't think we're crazy.
1: One night, Mike and I came back from town, and it was probably 10, 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. And we were coming through Spring Hill. as about yeah, how
0: old were y'all?
1: Uh, the, uh, 16, 17, maybe. So
0: uh, you think it's later it now?
2: Yeah, it's probably around 18 at the oldest. Uh,
1: yeah. And so we're coming back some of you that from Coleman area on 278. We're coming back out on near Spring Hill. <laughs> Well, we see like a light come flying through the trees. No drugs were involved. No drugs were involved with this. <laughs> and we both noticed it. It was kind of like, you know, you'll see like a whoop that goes straight across the tree. Bright light. Bright light. So all of a sudden, we kind of look like the, don't know what in the world it is. We go on down the road. We turn, go, to, you know, that we're about to go in Mike's house. And that same light comes across the... House, yeah, I can still see it it too.
0: Mike and I, we
1: ran into that house as fast as we possibly could, so we don't know if we had a UFO sighting or what that was going on. So, we've been involved in several things like that over the years. That was crazy. Um, again, we ran around together a whole lot, we even went to um, college. But, how would that's the story of how someone impacts your life a little bit? I had decided uh, that I was going to go to college and was going to, uh, I was supposed to help uh, another school, help Coleman, High, Coleman Middle School, our form, one of our former coaches was up there, and he had asked me, if, he, he knew I was going into education, and he had asked me about helping to coach and of course i had to call mike about it and i uh, actually didn't mm-hmm. call him yeah. because you didn't have cell phones back That's then right. i knew where he worked and he had started a job and and was working at kentucky fried finance well, I fried chicken <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> it, it, it was finance, kentucky right. finance and so i remember tell that story mike well i had
2: i had gone to work at walmart distribution center like most people did in the early 90s late late 80s and I, was, I don't guess I was tough enough, I lasted six months at Walmart Distribution Center <laughs> when I had the opportunity to, to go to a finance company, Kentucky Finance, and I thought, well, that's my future, you know, I'm going to go into banking. And it
1: probably would have been a pretty <laughs> good future, so I'm sorry when uh, you hear the rest of this story. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so I'm, I've, I've got word I get through just the grapevine, whatever, uh, that Coach Coleman was coming back to West Point. He had got left for three years, uh, after he'd been there three years, he was coming back. And Heath had, had talked to Coach Coleman, and I was sitting in the office one day at the finance company, and I see Heath pop in. And I remember walking up there to the desk, and he said, hey, Coach Coleman's come back to West Point for sure, and I'm going up help him coach, and he's looking for somebody else to help. Do you want to help? And I didn't even think twice. I mean, I had and I had just bought an almost brand new car and my dad had gone with me to, to help me buy it. And it was a little Toyota Celica GT. It was a pretty nice car at the time. It was really a nice, nice car. car at the time, it was anyway. And, and I don't know what I was thinking. I said, yeah, I want to help. And so I remember counting down the hours to when I could get off work and get out there and talk to Coach Coleman. And I talked to him about it. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, we want you to help, and this, that, and the other. So then I had to go home and tell my dad that I was quitting. <laughs> I hope he didn't tell his friend to let him down in the dark mode. Uh, so I was quitting my job. And, you know, we were able to, ended up having to sell my Celica. But, uh, and didn't... it was a non-paying job, by the way. Well, yeah, the yeah. coaching was non-paying. Yeah, so we went back to to school had to finish up a couple of classes at wallace and a uh, speech class we had a speech class at wallace most of the time we'd write our speeches on the way to yeah on the way to class and
0: no you mean but, y'all y'all just could wing it probably is that what you're yeah, saying we yeah. tried. well <laughs> if you check our transcript
2: it probably shoot it <laughs> uh, so anyway that's how that's how a day or an hour or a minute can change the rest of your life you know when he walked in that door and told me that you know that's 20 I went to school two more years so 28 years later you know I've been in education for you know, 26 years
1: well and, and you know that right there tells you I mean I did. I ask you because that's kind of how our lives have been a whole lot this whole episode we really don't know what in the world to call it because. <laughs> There's so many things that go into it Mike and I in our lives A lot of times we're like that It's really about being almost about a, a brother I'm the only child Don't have a brother He has a sister But it's almost like the closest thing to a brother That we would have Oh, yeah. uh, But I, I do believe most everything was divine I believe God was calling us into the field uh, You know I say we were in a mission field every day oh, yeah. And um you know and I know since you've been out it you missed that part and uh, because I you know I think when we are not doing what God wants us to do it, it it's there now he does transition us into different mm-hmm. things you know I, I've got about one more year left and I'm going to miss it every day I know I will because it's been a big part of our lives but uh, there's also other areas and things God leads us into but you know any any thoughts on that you know yeah you know that it is something
2: and I think what you said you know that you would miss it every day there's not a day that goes by you know that I don't miss it you know just those relationships that you have even with the hardest to get along with kid you know you miss, you miss that you know and, and I say that very few very few kids that I couldn't get along with or you know didn't have somewhat of a relationship with you know and, and, and tried to help them and but you will miss it because I do and, and, and that's just when you got to find your next chapter in life and, and I don't think we quit helping people I think we find other opportunities to help people because that's you know that's what education and coaching was about and it's all we
1: knew really. And and who knows? You know, I know um, that you're involved in something. You're going to be doing something else. And when I retire, I'm going to be there. But you know, God always tends to work things around. Mm -hmm. I don't know what'll happen, but we both are. No matter if it's doing what we're doing right now through our DMD disciples making disciples. For those of you that hadn't heard that or seen that on the website, but you know, same thing. Amanda's got her story. I've got my story, and then Mike has his story, and then uh, we're probably going to do two episodes of this, and in the second episode, we're going to talk a little bit with Mike about his story, and know a little bit, but Mike, one thing before we we go into that, you and I, as we we coached together all those years, you know, you end up being the head football coach, and I was the defensive coordinator, and um you know, we we worked, because Coach Coleman had taught us how to work hard, and I remember painting fill houses to three. Amanda,
0: <laughs> making, <laughs> curtains, <laughs> making curtains, making curtains. you <laughs> remember any of that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, everything. I mean... We did everything. We painted, we cleaned, making curtains, all sorts of stuff. Painting the field. Oh yeah. Amanda
1: has always been the big logo person at West Point. Mm. She helps us out. Even still today, she paints the logo. But Mike used to be a big fisherman. And even though me and Mike were friends, I'm I, I was <laughs> never a big fisherman. But one of our funny stories, that involves Amanda. So I ended up meeting Amanda. Uh, and I thought I was getting old and, and wasn't going to ever meet anybody. And how old was I, Amanda? 24. 24. And we looked back, and I was a baby. What <laughs> were you
0: thinking? We, all, we had a
1: group of guys that we ran around together all the time and we hung out together and none of us was married in that group so we always kid Amanda about being the Yoko Ono oh, of our group. But she is, uh, busted up the it group. was probably a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the good Lord knew that we needed that to be uh, broken up. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but while we were... Uh, together at some point though I don't know I, we married no, I'm
0: thinking, yeah I think we were had to, we had to
1: be y'all did, didn't date <laughs> 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 nah, we <laughs> shared that episode already that is
0: true yes but I mean you know, there's that <coughs> transition of you know you were hanging out with your friends and then then you were hanging out with me so you still wanted to see wow. your friends so I remember I don't know maybe it was a weekend but we decided we would go fishing. And so Mike had a fishing boat and we went out on the lake. Now Heath is not very patient (laughs) for anybody that knows Heath. I always say, had there been ADHD diagnosis mm-hmm. uh, when he was little, he would have definitely been a candidate. But So I remember going fishing that day, and you, Mike, you were on one end of the boat. I was on the other end. We were fishing, yeah. and Keith was in the middle lane yeah. and
1: getting a tan. Yeah, get a tan. Yeah, so we had both of them fishing. But, uh, I think I did cast a few times, and when I didn't have a bite in Smith Lake, I just decided to lay in the bottom of the boat. But uh, So that's kind of one of our stories. Uh Mike and I, we, we coached together and had some funny times and, and funny stories. One of the funniest stories that I, I remember was um, we were having two-a-days, and that's kind of this time of the year right now where they're going. And the 157 exit, we're so old over here, the uh, exit 310 just barely had a few things on it. Oh, yeah. And we really had stepped up another notch, and they built a Burger King on it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> So so The, the day we, we decided after you know between those two-a-day practices, we were the coaches We were gonna run up there and get us a bite to eat So I know it's a shock that I was probably talking and had them preoccupied But we're talking and you go in first. I did. So you want to tell the story? So, <laughs> so we walk in there in this new place and we're looking around and you don't look too long. No, right as we go in the door, we say, "Man, we gotta wash our hands because we have been at practice." So we go right into the bathroom to wash the hands. And I remember the first thing I was thinking in my mind: Mike's ahead of us, and I can still see Mike kind of bending down, like looking at the commode, like underneath the door, like what you know. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is crazy. They didn't even put any urinals in here. Well, about that time, if if you've ever seen a cartoon where the cartoon characters run in place and they just hit each other belly to belly, Mike Mike turns around as quick as he can to try to get out. I'm behind him, and we're hitting belly on belly on each other, trying to get out, and we dart out of the out of the. Uh, bathroom and straight into the other one next door, then went into the girl's bathroom and so we were in there and the bad thing is, I'm glad we didn't get arrested, there was someone in the stall that had the door shut, they were underneath there, and that's what gave it away to you, (laughs) 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 And, and then I can still remember being in line and Mike leaning over saying. Hey, that's that purse. <laughs> so that lady was uh, in line with us. So, uh, well, they don't put urinals in in women's.
2: <laughs> no, so, <laughs> that's a note. If
1: you have anything out of this podcast, that, 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 that you know, you got to be careful about that. Mm. But we had a lot of those kind of stories and 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 funny times. We may share some of those later. But the biggest thing is, is in in our lives. I guess the, to kind of close on this a little bit. Growing up, a lot of times, we would like to say we were always perfect and we were doing right, but sometimes you know we weren't but the the thing about it was kind of how you you know in a marriage, you have accountability partner being your wife or your know, or husband you know whatever that's there but Mike was always that kind of a friend, and it was before we really knew of anything about an accountability partner or somebody you know the good Lord knew that if I was doing right and mike was kind of not doing something then he'd say you want to go here or go there and i'd say no but it might be two weeks later Mm -hmm. it would be flipped around and and i'd say hey let's go so and so and mike said i don't really know if we should Mm -hmm. or not and you know mike any thoughts on that yeah i think and you're probably right
2: i don't know if it was called accountability back then but uh that's what it's called nowadays and you know i i think we were put together for that reason not saying that we always made the the right choice and did the right thing you know we like everyone else made our share of mistakes but we learned from those mistakes and and we did you know hold one another accountable for uh choices and decisions that we made and you know and for that i you know without getting mushy say thanks for that you know for all those years of that
1: well, and it meant a lot. And again, you've always been, like I said, that we used to call each other about every Sunday morning. Amanda knew that. It was when we well, was oh, yeah. getting ready for church, we would talk about the ball game the day before. And then Mike and I, one of the things, one thing so different nowadays is the way everybody is about <clears throat> differences. You you almost, if you, you can't have any, if you don't have everything in common with each other, you're not friends. Well, we weren't always... Uh, completely the same. Biggest thing is I'm an Alabama fan and, yeah. and he's a diehard Auburn fan. And so we were as passionate about that. We even, our friendship was so much that we, it just became a thing that tell what we would do on the Iron Bowl. Oh yeah, the, the
2: loser had to call the winner, you know, and congratulate him. And you know, I can't ever remember us having a cross word really about that game, you know. No. You see that happen a lot. We uh, and uh We yeah. even went
1: to the Iron Boat together, but we set separate yeah, because
2: got sun, I got sunburned and you froze you yeah. sat under the the, yeah. the whatever you call it.
1: Uh, we just got tickets, then we had to ride home and I don't even remember who won. Really really but um, that was you know something big. And then years ago Now, not now, but even Democrat, Republican. You know, your family was a lot of Democrats at the time. You know, of course, a lot of this whole area was... Mm -hmm and mine tended to be republican on one side of the family well we would have a differences even like nationally on candidates sometimes but we still we got along about everything and did that now i know things have changed and we support the same things now because you know morals values and things have changed so much but you know, that's the biggest thing is is realize that you know, we are different. There's things out there. A lot of times, we just need to make sure that we are accepting of stuff. But I think the bottom line was we had uh, Jesus Christ in our yeah. lives, and that was that was the biggest thing. But again, what what we'll do that's that's going to be our first episode, kind of the introduction, a little bit, some of the funny times and stories. When we pick up in uh, the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the coaching career a little bit, and we'll start off and then um, kind of lead into his family and then what you know, your story, your Christian story that's going on. And so uh, that's I appreciate you joining us, and uh, we will again have uh, part two coming up.